Welcome to the SaaS Side Lab podcast where we bring to you the stories of SaaS founders, entrepreneurs, and CEOs. My name is Luis. I'm the owner and founder of Fancy Agency, a digital marketing agency specializing in scaling SaaS companies. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Michael from AdLib. Thank you so much for being on here today. I know it's kind of hard to get bookings and, and stuff like that and figuring out times for everyone. Um, but I appreciate you taking the time of the day to be on here and, and you know, enlightening us with some programmatic um, ad um, knowledge. So why don't you just tell us a little bit more about yourself and AdLib. Sure. Uh, thanks, Lewis. So uh, I founded AdLib about two years ago after spending the previous nine years at a company called MediaMath, which is the largest uh, independent uh, media buying platform out there. So you know, the likes of uh, world's largest Fortune 100 companies that are buying millions and tens of millions of dollars of ad space across the internet, across display and video and native ads, and social ads. You know, when they're not using a platform like Google or Facebook for, for reasons such as um, you know, data privacy concerns and just a want, uh, a desire to control that data uh, and other uh, efficiency and economic uh, reasons, <clears throat> they'll use a platform like, like MediaMath. And, you know, you may have heard of some other players out there like the Trade Desk or AppNexus or even Adobe um, you know, have, have media buying platforms. So, uh, the background is, is that it's been the past 10 years uh, in programmatic ad buying, uh, and myself and my co-founders you know, working at MediaMath identified an opportunity to bring the power and the reach and the scale of this platform that is typically reserved for people who are spending tons and tons of money. You know, and they're the only ones who really get access to the premium the rest of the internet to reach their consumers, to get their messages out there. It's behind a bit of a, a velvet red, red rope, if you will. Uh, yeah, we saw an opportunity to bring that quality and that platform to the rest of the marketers out there who historically have been uh, limited to only being able to access those closed guard, you know, those, those closed platforms, the walled gardens of Facebook and Google. Um, you know, when they look elsewhere and they look at other platforms, uh, they're typically looking at maybe a tier two programmatic platform or a managed service. And, and that often leaves a lot to be desi desired in terms of quality and, and real reach. You know, when you want to be on the front page of CNN and the front page of ESPN and LinkedIn and Reddit and all these you know, super premium popular publishers and then have global access, you would really want to be accessing uh, a platform like MediaMath. So uh, we set off on this journey to build uh, version of a premium ad platform that's easy to access and easy to use. And uh, we've been getting a lot of traction, a lot of excitement in the marketplace about uh, what we've built and you know, we're, we're excited to evolve and take things really to the next level over the next six months and year as, as we grow our uh, name in the space and people become more aware of, of what we have. That's awesome. And, and I got to say, you know, I've seen that you're super active on different communities, whether it's on Facebook, LinkedIn and everywhere and just trying people to get them to use a product. So um, as far as, you know, what, what kind of acquisition methods have been the most successful for you as, you know, a startup and, and knowing that you have access to this platform, what, you know, like, I, I guess you could be reaching people through the platform, but you decide to do it in, in a more, non-scalable way and, and what's the reason for that um so we're definitely eating our, our own dog food as far as uh 
running paid advertising, whether that be remarketing, you know, people who have been to our website and haven't signed up or looking for uh, new prospects and audiences like media buyers and marketing decision makers. Um, so you may have seen our ads out there. If you visit our website, you'll probably see them uh, following you around uh, the internet. It is a really effective uh, technique, and you know, we're using it. We're using it ourselves. Uh, something we've been doing uh, to complement that, you know, the, the other kind of pillars beyond paid media, you know, as you mentioned, trying to establish the athlete brand, you know, and myself as uh, as kind of a leader or a thought leader in the in the space and getting my name and the ad lib name out there in communities out there on Facebook, which is you know, incredibly active, right. has been the, the Facebook and all of the different groups out there has, has been the number one source of lead generation as far as uh, kind of like earned content and, and myself putting, putting myself out there, whether that be Reddit, which is definitely has a super uh, active community amongst, you know, in marketers, uh, Facebook has, has been the, the best source there beyond just straight up cold calling and, and LinkedIn, um, you're finding the right people at the right marketing agencies, at the right brands that have influence or uh, control over media buying budgets and test budgets and you know, sending messages, connecting, uh, getting some time on the phone. And you know, once I'm able to kind of give the demo or you'll tell our story, there, there seems to be a lot of a lot of interest, but there's only you know, so many hours in the day, and it's certainly not scalable. Some of the things I'm really excited about that we're doing now involve intercom, uh, you know, lead capture, nurturing, and uh, you know, and an automated onboarding. You know, we're trying to remain a self-service product from prospecting through onboarding. So you know, we're definitely looking at the the tools out there that can help us uh, scale without. You know, in a nonlinear fashion, and and definitely not uh, dependent on on humans uh, behind it to scale. That's really cool. And as far as you know, the the what's been the the biggest challenge with with you know, I guess getting in front of the right people. Um, you know, couple a couple of things come to mind. Um, you know, just time is always, is, is always a big challenge. I left my full-time role at Media Math in November and we launched a self-service platform in January. So it's still pretty fresh and, you know, the paint is still pretty wet as far as the product. Um, you know, we were doing managed service for about a year b before that and, um, you know, finding the right people to go after, finding and you know, picking up phones, picking up the phone, call, messaging people on LinkedIn, and just getting people interested in you know accessing media math maybe by a managed service, and then we started building the tools around that. So um, time, you know, really having a focused energy, whether that be for myself or someone else, to uh, find the right people um, and 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 hammer away on that, and have a really structured lead generation process. You know, it's just kind of getting out there. When I put the offer, uh, you know, right now we're running that that offer with $150 in free ad credit, which, by the way, if you don't have yet, go to getadlib.com and feel free to sign up. You know, people are interested. They're interested in, their, in about the idea of a new ad buying platform. It's not Facebook. That's not Google. That's going to get them on the rest of the internet globally 
uh, premium publishers and there's excitement. So I think we've been focusing a lot this past six months on foundational work and making sure we're ready and able to support uh, demand and clients when they come on board mm-hmm. and kind of slowly been opening up the, the faucet a little, you know, little by little. Uh, you know, and, and that's going to be our focus for, for the second half is uh, structured, you know, lead generation and, and getting that, uh, op- continuing to open up the faucet now that we've been uh, working out some of the kinks with, with onboarding and, and activation. That's really cool. Do you find that maybe education is, is you know, one of the th- kind of like the, the barriers of entry when you're, when you're talking about these types of, of programmatic? Um, because, I mean, you know, being completely transparent here, myself, I'm a marketer, and I'm not very familiar with programmatic um, media buying and things like that. So I guess that's kind of like the question that I have, right, is do you, do you feel like you're reaching a lot of marketers that aren't necessarily well-versed with programmatic or, or do you find that most of them, you know, like, I feel like most of them know a little bit about it, but haven't actually like dived in and really done anything great with it, mainly because it almost seems like there's something, you know, uh, intimidating about it. Definitely. And, and that's one of the, uh, I guess, challenges or, mysteries we were hoping to uh, create some clarity around around. Uh, you know even some of some of the language we've been using uh, programmatic itself is a scary word (laughs) Um, it it it, it, I think brings it it has associated with it complexity it has associated with it uh, quality concerns, quality, uh, challenges, fraud, and, and all of these things. And those are realities in the programmatic space. Um, and unless you're an expert, unless you, historically, I guess, unless you're an expert, unless you know how to avoid these landmines, you know, how to apply the right protection in this vast ecosystem where there's definitely uh, things to look out for, uh, you can get burned. Uh, so that's something that we are packaging up and uh, kind of eliminating as one of those complexities and one of those things you need to worry about, some of those things you need to need to be thinking about. Uh, and what we're saying is this is an ad buying platform that lets you buy ads on the internet. Mm-hmm. Right? You're very familiar with buying ads on Facebook. Right. You know, that lets you buy ads on Facebook. You're very familiar with buying ads on YouTube. That lets you buy ads on YouTube. You're familiar with buying ads on Google, and you know that that's pretty good. Um, but it's only the properties that are that are on you know Google's exchanges. There's a whole another world out there. We have access to 500 billion with B impression opportunities a day across the entirety of the internet. You know Google's ad exchanges, the rest of the ad exchanges. And we're layering in automatically for all of our marketers, for everybody that uses our platforms, all of the best in class, uh, you know, an industry best, in, best uh, industry best fraud protection, you know, quality protection, uh, you know, viewability uh, filters, things like that, to make it more performant, to make it less scary, to make it more addressable, and something that. Uh, you don't have to think about it. You just know it's being taken care of because yes, it's a, it's a lot of learning. There's a lot of things to look out for, but 
uh, if you have a partner that uh, takes care of that, all that for you, then you know maybe the education is, is a little bit less intimidating and it feels a lot more familiar uh, because you're already doing this very you know familiar things in in a walled garden or in a, in a Google. That's, that's really cool. And as far as, you know, educating people and, and other approaches aside of just calling it something differently, you know, calling it a different name, are you doing anything as far as like content marketing and putting stuff out there that kind of explains, you know, the benefits of going uh, through, through programmatic slash ad buying um, compared to maybe like using something like Facebook or Google to get your ads and, and get your, you know, your impressions around the internet. Um. We're getting there. <laughs> um, we're we're in this middle of we're in the middle of a whole brand relaunch um, and content relaunch. New site, new explainer video, you know, talking about some of the things uh, as far as you know, the increased scrutiny and uh, the the lens that Facebook and kind of Google are now under, and some of the business practices that are being exposed that marketers you know aren't all too happy with. You know, right. There's there's philosophical concerns, there's real uh, privacy concerns, and they're looking for an alternative. So I think, yeah, we need to do a better job of making people aware of how we can be that alternative and the accessible alternative, because typically they, they can't, like they're, they're relegated to what is available to them. Um, and then none of the options historically have been really ticking all the, all the boxes. So. Um, <clears throat> putting together some content. Uh, we're excited to get our new site launched, hopefully in the next few weeks. You know, that's a, that's a big process. And you know, I've been putting myself out there and creating you know, the Facebook community, uh, the, the Facebook group for programmatic ad experts. That's been a really incredible, I can't, you know, we're at over 500 users in like a few weeks, which I just can't believe that's been happening and trying to raise more awareness. There's a lot of new people in the space, uh, a lot of people new to programmatic, trying to make that leap, uh, you know, from, what they've been running into new eco, new you know, open ecosystems and mm -hmm. uh, figuring out a way to harness that uh, uh, audience, you know, uh, for, for good uh, and to help educate them is certainly something top of mind. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as pricing goes, I, I am familiar with some of the, you know, programmatic ad platforms out there that you have to, typically you like upfront a lot of the cost. Um, is that something that you're, going to be doing as well or do you want to approach pricing it a different way um so a lot of like a lot of things in our business we're trying to model ourselves after what people are comfortable with and, and what's proven to be working uh you know with facebook and with google people are used to connecting their billing information whether that be a credit card or you know checking account information and getting billed at certain thresholds. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, you get like a daily, uh, depending on how much you're spending in a day or, you know, what the state of the relationship is when you start off to get billed, you'll say every $500 or once a day, every, every thousand uh, dollars. And then in time, uh, if the relationship blossoms and they're interested in, uh, you know, we, we are at a point where we want to extend some terms, it's certainly something we do, something we're open to. We understand that's how a lot of the business works today. Um, uh, so it, it's a conversation to be had. Uh, you know, in the meantime, if you want to get started really quickly and easy and just kind of get a 
get a bill every night or you'll get billed have that nightly billing based on spend we make that really easy it's it's using stripe uh just like kind of everybody else is used to yeah that's the, the main reason i asked that question is because you actually have the like a very similar offer to what google does with adwords though you get 100 150 dollars in credit um and, and that you know it, it really catches people's attention i think and one of the things from i think that's one of the things that that you know typical programmatic um media platforms have is that you have to like you have to get on the phone with them and talk to them and, and get all sorts of things like squared away before you can actually start running ads so i think that doing it as a completely you know self-serve would be one of the top i guess differentiators if, if you if you want to call it that um that would kind of put you you know in front of those like okay like it's it's almost like you know when you go to any platform and they want to like you either schedule a demo or you have the other one where you start a free trial and and personally i hate scheduling demos like i just want to go in and like start doing whatever i wanted to do and if i can't find that i usually go to the next one um, and try to find one where i can actually like play play around and, and, and do whatever i was trying to do um which is you know i i guess it could go both ways though you know when when if if they're going to go in there and it seems complicated then you kind of lost them because you didn't have the opportunity to guide them. So um, yeah. what do you think about those different models of, I guess, you know, onboarding? Yeah. Um, I'll say that the offer seems to solve one of the challenges, which, which we have, you know, with media buying, there's no free trial, right? Like you have to buy ads. So somebody has to be paying for right. those ads. Um, you know, dangling a little bit of a carrot as our free trial to say, hey, test us out. You've got nothing to lose. Um, see the quality of the traffic. See where your ads are running. See how easy it is to you know, really set up a campaign, upload your ads. It just takes a minute or two um, and start to get a sense of what it's like to work with us. And from there, uh, people are satisfied and they'll hook up their, their billing. You know, we sh they shouldn't have to have this whole song and dance make, you know, most other platforms like your point, you have to commit to an annual spend minimum before you're even getting your login, right? I have to commit to hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands, you know, it's just in, 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 uh, in fees. So we're similarly trying to follow you know, the model of what has been proven successful in, the people in the, in the platforms that are out there, Google gives 150 ad credit. We give 150 in ad credit and it's, it's proven successful, right? People are like, Oh yeah, why not? I'm going to right. run some ads. They see that they're running on premium sites. They see it's easy. It's reaching performance. It's getting a good CTR, you know, it's getting a good click through rate. It's driving conversions. The, the CPCs are good. Uh, you know, the cost model is what they're familiar with in that, it's not a cost plus model. That's something maybe to, to talk about. Um, you enter in your budget and we're giving you access to a marketplace. So just like Facebook, just like Google, you spend up to that budget and we don't take, uh, we don't add anything on top of that. You know, all of the fees come, come from that, but that budget that you're putting out there. So you don't have to think about, you know, am I going to get charged? What kind of fees are going to be put on top of this? It's a, it's a marketplace that you have access to a premium one. Um, and that's really proven to kind of be successful so so far as as far as we put the the offer out there. If people want to give it a a, a test drive, um, and I think that 
was there a second part to that? Was it, well, there was a ba- balance part? I think it may have. Uh, yeah, may have left uh, out there about you know whether or I guess your view on having people try something out beforehand, um, or you guiding them through you know without them being able to try it out first. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so we've kind of been married married the two. Um, you know, right now if you go to the platform if you go to the sign up for the credit you get prompted to schedule uh, a free strategy session which you know, will uh, get you 30 minutes with me um, or one of our account success managers mm-hmm. to guide you through the platform and to make sure that your first campaign is set up for success and that you know how to use it uh, of course you can go in before that and we are using uh, like I mentioned we're using intercom we're using uh, user pilot for some, some guides to, to get people acclimated and we need some videos we need to improve that whole experience to make it more seamless to really take advantage of what all those platforms offer as far as trigger-based messages and, and all that stuff um, to make it such that I don't need to give the demo every single time so people so people have an aha moment but I'm, you know, the feedback I'm getting so far is like what we've put there is is good. So like, yeah, like I mostly got it. Like this is definitely now I totally get it after the demo. So whether you know maybe we give a or maybe a record one or just get some video tutorials for each section, something to think about over the over the next month or so, uh, add it to the pile. Yeah, that's that's definitely. I think videos are good. Um, and definitely like user pilot, just something guiding you through everything that you're doing is usually pretty helpful. And I think that typically gets rid of the need for, you know, a, a one-on-one demo. So that's good. Um, you know, and, and I, I'd like to talk a little bit more about technology and, and kind of, you know, what the capabilities of the actual platform are that you guys have, um, for anyone that might not be super familiar with this, uh, including myself, you know, like what, 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 sure. how can we target people? Is it, you know, very similar to what we're able to do in Facebook or Google and things like that, where you have your interest base, your behavior basis and, and all those. Um, are you able to target placements specifically like on Google uh, or what are the options that, it, that people have? Uh, so it's everything. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, first of all, it's a global platform. Uh, so you'll have access globally to 250 plus countries and, and territories. Uh, you're reaching users across websites and apps, uh, access to programmatic audio, so podcasts, uh, audio inventory, digital out of home. If you've been in New York City and you see like some of the kiosks or the uh, kind of the, the, the kiosks in every corner that are more digital, you, know, you can run digital out of home through our platform uh, on New York City street corners and other digital out of home billboard placements. Uh, so you're, you know, Connected TV, uh, you know, all the other emerging programmatic channels. All of this is available through EDMF. It's all available through our platform. So it starts off with the, the type of inventory and what you want to, the type of ads you want, you want to run. Uh, you know, from there, uh, defining the audience, certainly all of the audience, demographic, interest, intent, purchase behavior, um, psychographic, predictive modeling, uh, all of the above um, are included. So media math is integrated with 50 plus data providers. There's 50,000 segments from Blue Kai to Exalate, Axiom, LiveRamp, MasterCard, 
um, all of the big names with really strong uh, signals uh, for all the, the categories I mentioned above, you know, and, and beyond. So if you, if you want to target the audience, uh, you're, you're going to be able to find it in the, in the platform. Uh, you know, and then you layer in things like context. So what are the keywords on the page? Uh, you know, what is the person actually reading at that point in time? And that could be down to the, the keyword level. Um, you start to layer in all of these uh, different capabilities as far as the audience, uh, including your own website visitors, you know, your own CRM data. If I have an email list, if I have people who have been to my website, and my people who have abandoned uh, a cart or abandoned a registration, you know, your own first party data also comes on, on board and can be layered into your campaigns to um, reactivate users or drive you know, abandoners through you know, further down the funnel. So that's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of audience you know, data and you know, the ways in which you can segment the people by persona uh, and by kind of what you know about their, beha their behavior. Uh, targeting based on specific, then you can layer in things like site lists. You know, if you know you want to run on this list of 100 pu uh, industry publications or you know, exclude this list of 10 pub you know, 100 publications we never want to run on, uh, geo-targeting, geo-fencing, people who have recently visited Mercedes-Benz dealerships, people who are within, you know, five meters of this venue where an event is taking, you know, or sorry, five kilometers uh, of, of where a venue is taking place in a month from now. So, you know, all the different things you could dream of from postcode targeting to city targeting to geofencing um, are, 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 layer, are layered in. So, you know, it's Facebook and beyond look-alike modeling using uh, look-alike audiences powered by media mass. So everything you'd be used to uh, and everything you'd, you'd want to be able to, to access, plus probably some, some new capabilities uh, are, are, are made available to anybody uh, in the platform. That's awesome. That sounds super cool. Um, and uh, I definitely want to try it out. I know that I got the 50 <laughs> I just haven't had a chance to do it. Um, and yeah. let's talk a little bit more about yourself personally. I feel like we've been talking a lot about AdLib um, and I want to, to, to really learn a little bit more about yourself and, and, you know, what kind of things you, how you see things, right? So as far as, you know, being an entrepreneur and, and really, you know, starting a company from the, from the ground up and, and obviously you've been in the, in the industry for quite some time now, you seem like, you know, a lot about programmatic. So if anyone has any questions, shoot them over to, uh, our friend and, uh, you know, what is one of the, the, the hardest things to deal with as an, as a SaaS entrepreneur? Uh, uh, you know, stability, predictability. Um, I, I think that's been one of the biggest struggles right now for a while. It was focus. Um, uh, you know, I had kind of a glide path down out of my full-time role at Media Math as we were incubating AdLib there. You know, now that I've been since November <clears throat> full-time focused on it, you know, mm -hmm. the velocity of you know the development and the business development of the product has has definitely increased exponentially. So it's true what they say. You know, you can't be half pregnant. You know, um, so now that I have the now that I've figured out the focus problem was able to minimize the risk as much as possible by getting some revenue generated, uh, getting some cash flow, uh, 
to keep the business alive. Now that's the, the next biggest concern. I got married this past August. Nice. So it was a really good time. <laughs> Thanks. Decided, you know, what better time than, than now to quit my job. Um, <laughs> and uh, thankfully, my, my wife has been incredibly supportive awesome. and understanding and, uh, you know, encouraging through this whole thing. And that it's, uh, it's been great, but it's, it's, it creates anxiety, creates stress, uh, you know, now that that safety blanket is completely, or that safety net is completely gone, uh, you know, making sure that there's enough cash in the bank to keep the business running. We've been growing mostly organically since inception. We raised a tiny, tiny seed round uh, a couple of years ago just to pay some legal bills and get uh, get off the ground. And since then, you know, I've managed to get things going to the point where it's been able to support me full-time, it's able to support our part-time team members and you know, our co-founders who are currently moonlighting, uh, you know, we're on target to bring them on board, uh, hopefully by the end of the year. So that's like capital, you know, figuring out what to do, how to, how to keep the lights on. Do we uh, take on an investment and dilute, uh, you know, and, and, and dilute our equity and what's that, what's the right balance? Is that the right thing to do? Is it, is it worth it? Um, so that's kind of the, the point that, I'm facing right now you know, as we get deeper into the year um, and as you know, we get closer to some of those targets, making sure that we're going to be able to reach those goals and there's going to be you know, capital, whether that be organic or you know, some infusion to uh, pay everybody and keep the lights on. Does, there, does everybody have the same answer to that question? Or, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's hard. It's not easy. Uh, and I feel like a lot of people, you know, uh, I don't have a SaaS company and, and I, and just being in the industry, I, I, I see that, you know, a lot of people think that it's really easy to build a product, um, and, and raise some cash and then exit and, and make a bunch of money. But it's definitely probably one of the hardest business models that I've seen. Um, other than, you know, obviously like having a brick and mortar business could be pretty hard too. Um, and, and I think everything has its own, you know, pros and cons. So there's definitely that to it. Now, as far as, you know, what uh, on a personal level, um, as a business owner, what is one thing, you, you know, and, and, and this is going to be a little, I guess, personal, um, and uh, just, just be as vulnerable as possible. You know, what's one of the, one of the things that you don't think you're very good at as a, as a you know, entrepreneur that you're trying to fix? Only one. No, well, yeah. <laughs> um, so prioritization is a tough one. I'm trying to get better at that. And I've shifted from notepad, from a notepad to Trello. And I kind of have my different mm -hmm. uh, boards and like things that are to-dos, things that are in progress things that are on my today list and then my things that are like waiting on like, like waiting for other people and just structuring that. So I make sure that I'm, I'm prioritized right for the day. Uh, I work from home most of the time and I'm working by myself and my co-founders are on other sides of the country and the planet. So it's kind of don't have that real time feedback loop right. uh, to know exactly what needs to be working on. So I struggle with that as far as, uh, what should I be working on? 
am I done for the day? And, uh, you know, turning off at night is, is also something that, that's hard to do. Uh, so creating a list of priorities, creating a list of priorities for the day. Um, you know, when that list for the day is done, I feel a little bit better about you know, turning off and like getting into bed. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's going to help me shift my, uh, you know, shift to a, a little bit of an earlier uh, cycle, if you will. You know, kind of, I, I was doing a lot of staying up until two in the morning, three in the morning, just working and it wasn't my best outputs. You know, you're kind of tired and, and, and kind of low on, on energy. So you know, if I finish my list, I put myself to bed and then I get up at seven or eight, you know, seven, start working by eight and have a much more productive couple of hours versus being tired from the night before. Um, and, and waking up a little bit later. So I think that's, that's the big one uh, that, that I've been struggling with and trying to get better at. Yeah. Cool. Glad you're working on that, man. And uh, thanks. Bob. Looking at the other side of things, what's something that you're really, really good at as a business owner? <sighs> I've just always been good at figuring things out, like solving problems i don't get super intimidated by big problems i'm, I'm more solutions oriented and I, I just to know okay as long as i know all the details mm-hmm. and know everything then figuring out a way to uh, build a solution or create a solution or find a way around it or find a amicable resolution i think is is, is, is a skill of mine so i don't get too intimidated. I kind of get excited by like a new challenge. I get a little bit and it's like, okay, this is new. It kind of sucks now, but we're going to figure out a way to make this awesome, turn this into something awesome. And uh, I really enjoy that, that challenge. Um, you know, that's kind of uh, one of the things I don't mind that, that, that much of. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, we're running a little bit short on time here. So I'm just going to ask that last sure. question. Um, <clears throat> any questions for me? Too. Um, of all the kind of founders you've spoken with, you know, I, I would love to tap into your exposure to some, you know, some of the great minds that, that you've spoken to. Um, what is, you know, maybe one of the qualities that you've seen in founders that you speak in, the ones that you've seen be successful, like maybe whether you've met with them earlier or you've met with them recently and they've, you know, that they're, they've either gained a lot of successes or they've been successful. Is there one character trait or one, you know, maybe a value that you've seen be common across, across all those founders? A hundred percent. I think the number one thing that really stands out from most of the people that have been on the podcast so far is they, they all have a really strong sense of perseverance where, you know, like, like I had uh, one guy that was building the company and it took him, I want to say four years to develop the product. And, and even then, like he didn't stop. Um, he didn't know that it was going to take so long and, and he kept going, but a lot of them just, you know, they, they, they have their one issue that they're trying to solve and, and, and they don't really stop until they do that. Um, again, it comes back to, you know, being able to control, um, like your work-life balance, if you want to call it that, but a lot of them like, and, and, and you, it, 
you know, it, it can be a bad trade. Like you mentioned, like staying up late and like working up until, you know, like super late hours of the night. But when you, when you think about it, it's, it's because you have that purpose, right. To, to create something and make something out of pretty much nothing. Um, and, and, and I think that just knowing that you want to achieve something and you have a goal in mind that, that you're not willing to like give up, um, you know, no matter what kind of life throws at you, um, and you keep going. So I think definitely the number one, the number one trait that I've seen is perseverance in, in, in all these people for sure. Awesome. Um, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, stubborn. <laughs> I'm, def- I mean, I'm definitely stubborn. And yeah, yeah uh, that's one of the best elegant way, I guess, of describing it. Uh, thanks for that. Lewis, and thank you so much for the time. It's been great chatting with you and really appreciate the forum and uh, hope everybody gets to, gets to check out the platform. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyone that is interested in running some quality traffic to their websites, uh, definitely check out AdLib. Um, I'm going to do that pretty much right after this. So uh, thank you so much for being on here today. It was really a pleasure speaking and uh, we'll, we'll speak soon. Take care, bud. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye.